Hey, everybody, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Preacher Boys podcast. I make this show for you, and I hope that you really enjoy it. I have a lot of people that ask me how they can support the show financially, and you can do that by heading over to patreon.com slash preacherboys. You're going to get access to exclusive content, including early releases of episodes. I've got a couple episodes right now that have been released at least a month early over on Patreon. You've got access to things like unique merch, depending on what tier you join, and you get access to some behind-the-scenes content that I'm posting within the group. So head over to patreon.com slash preacherboys and become a member over there today. Every single supporter helps make this show a little bit more possible, especially as I continue to add additional episodes and content every single week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let's get back to the show. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Trigger warning. This podcast contains descriptions of various abusive situations. Listener discretion is advised. When the Harvey thing happened, it was like I woke up, turned on the TV, and God was in handcuffs. He was the most powerful person in that entire city, industry. I mean, he was it. He was the guy. And he was in handcuffs. You are listening to the Preacher Boys Podcast, a podcast shedding light on decades of mental, physical, and sexual abuse within the independent fundamental Baptist movement. The testimonies shared on this podcast are told from the personal experience and perspective of the survivors. Not all legal outcomes are known or final. Any suspect is presumed innocent until proven guilty in the court of law. Now, here is your host, Eric Skwarzynski. Hey, welcome back to the Preacher Boys podcast. On today's episode, I want to do something a little bit different. I'm going to play a clip for you from my show, The Film Schooled Podcast. On the show, I interview actors, producers, directors, and more about their careers. And while that may not sound like there's any connection over to Preacher Boys, on this episode, there certainly was. I interviewed Laura Cayuette. She's appeared in multiple Quentin Tarantino films and has you know, by the same token, appeared in a lot of films produced by Harvey Weinstein. 
In our conversation, Harvey Weinstein came up and we talked a lot about the culture that allows abusers to thrive. And I just couldn't help but think this part of our conversation would be really insightful and helpful to the Preacher Boys listening audience. So here's a clip from my interview with Laura Cayouette. If you want to hear the full discussion, you can always head over to the Film School podcast hosted by Here's Truly. All right, let's get into the episode. And here's a clip with Laura Cayouette. One of the things that is really important to me. Um, I, I do another show. I talk with sexual abuse uh, survivors. And so I, uh, that's been part of my life for the last two years doing advocacy work in that area. And I was really grateful for the section of your book where you talked about, you know, the me too movement and, and adding that into the book, I think was very powerful. And as much as we talk about working with, you know, Tarantino, on the flip side of that, there's a heavy shadow that looms over those projects and Harvey Weinstein, you know, which that, that name has, has, you know, been in the news nonstop for the last several years. Um, you know, you, you've never had a experience with Harvey Weinstein directly like that, but it was something that, not um, that, no, not like, not a sexual one. I will, I will go ahead and say as a character witness to that man, that is a terrible person. That's a right. terrible person. He's yeah. terrible to everybody. And also there was sexual stuff and that didn't happen to me. Mm, yeah. It, I mean, one, just w- were you nervous writing about this at all? Because I mean, obviously sure. I mean, it's, it's a big thing. And in as much as you can say, you know, there's, you can't fire someone for speaking out about something like that. I mean, it's people that do speak out about this stuff get, in trouble. And there's people. Well, one that thing I didn't do was I didn't, I didn't tell any of my own personal stories and mm. I didn't. And then that way I did not name names. And yeah. so that helps protect me because now there's no one person who I've called out yeah, and therefore there's no threat to any yeah. one person. I'm, I am talking about the industry in general. And as you know, my own part, I am mm-hmm. talking about what I did to contribute to that culture and what, you know, the culture of silence the culture yeah. of allowance, the culture right. of acceptance of the unacceptable, allowance of the unallowable, and silence about everything that ever happened to me, everything I ever witnessed, every, yeah. everything I knew was happening. Every, I was silent about all of it, just as almost every single woman in the history of Hollywood has been. Right. Yeah. When you, yeah, when you look at these situations like a Harvey Weinstein, you, you sit there and go, like, how does it happen? How does it get to this point? You know, how do you have a culture that's this, this silent what do you think contributed to that? Like, how does someone get away with that for so long? And, and do, I mean, obviously we've Harvey Weinstein's being dealt with, but there's still issues in the industry, <laughs> yeah, we, you know, one guy, one guy, one guy out of many, problem is solved. you know, we you know? made what 10,000 men and right. got one. And so problem solved. Right. Um, yeah, no, uh, I would say the setup for me being silent started the day I was born and they said, it's a girl. Hmm. Because the second that you were born in in my era as a female, um, we were told often and and in no uncertain terms that you don't say things like that. You just don't accuse men of anything. And if you do, plan to lose everything. Hmm. So I am just one of the millions of 57-year-old women who was groomed from birth to take it. Yeah. Just take it. And, and if you say anything, you'll lose everything. And, and how could that not be true? Men ran everything when I was born. So, um, 
So I would say the grooming started way before Hollywood. But by the time I got into the industry, I'd already modeled for 10 years. I'd already, you know, like I'd already seen my share and been through my share of craziness. And and I'd been a girl my whole life, you know. So yeah. I'd been being treated the way girls get treated in a world where silence is the rule. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's that's a really great system for predators. Yeah. Um Heck, that's a great system just for opportunists, you know, just like right. a guy on a date with a drunk girl kind of thing, you know, <laughs> like that's right. a great system. So I would say that Hollywood is not responsible for me being a, a silent partner. I just arrived that way, as so many women my age did arrive that way, already groomed and ready to be part of the machinery of silence. Yeah. But Within that community, there's this other brainwashing, grooming, whatever, you know, systematic reshaping of your thought processes that comes through, I guess the word we use now would be exceptionalism, that our community is exceptional and we do things a different way and Mm. we can't be held to the regular rules because they don't really apply to us because we're special. So, like, for example... Shoulder massages. Mm. I'll bet at IBM, they don't sit around giving each other shoulder massages. But at my job, it's relatively common that, you know, we work 18, 20 hour days. Um, It it can get grueling. You could be wearing a costume that weighs 40 pounds. Like it can be really physically. uh, And on higher budget films, they might hire a masseuse to come in and have one of those little things where you can stick your, you know, lay forward and they'll just grab your shoulders real quick and then send you back out. But, you know, who has that kind of money? That's this is almost this is like three movies that have ever done that. And everybody else is having to make do. So we all rub each other's shoulders. Plus, crew never gets that masseuse, you know, (laughs) like they have to rub each other's shoulders. So we just it's just something that happens. Yeah. So I, when I would hear seminars or whatever on TV, they would do, you know, maybe it'd be in a sitcom, they'd have a joke or whatever, and it would be about rubbing shoulders. I'd think, well, that doesn't really apply to us because Mm, we're exceptional. We're different. We have different rules. And I applied that to nude scenes, sex scenes, kissing scenes, you know, all that stuff. We're different. We're special. The rules Mm. don't apply. And then one day, I guess about seven or eight years ago, I said something about work. And my now husband said, that's against the law. Mm. And I said, no, it's not. It's not. And he goes, <laughs> yes, it is. And I goes, no, no, no. I'm sure it is like where you work, but no, not. <laughs> not, in our, not. not in our area. And he goes, no. it's a federal law, a federal law. I'm not making this up. There's a federal law. And I was like, no, but that doesn't apply to us because, and I literally spent like 20 minutes arguing over whether that federal law applied to my industry because my industry is different, especially, you know, so I, I mean, I have to say that is systemic. That is. That is, we do have an unusual job and not, 
nobody else I know in any other career that I have lots of friends and lots of careers and none of them have ever had to like get in their underwear and make out with a stranger in front of 200 people, you know, like that's weird. It's a weird job. And I do a weird job. And I, I, I guess it's confusing. Where's the line between weird and illegal. Right. Yeah, that was an interesting conversation. I know you mentioned Diane Franklin in, in your book, um, talking about convention that, and I asked her because she, you know, she makes no bones about like her career in the eighties. I mean, she was the girl. I mean, she was the the dream girl. She was doing nudity, and you know, so, and it is a very, um, it's a it's a very thin line between being exploitative and you know doing something for the art of a of a movie you know and and she i mean she talks about in her book you know after signing the contract after shooting her scene you know sitting in the car with a producer who's saying can you do full nudity can you do that and it's you know you don't have that conversation working like you said at ibm you don't have that conversation no. working at a bank no, you know people think they know what they would say or do in a moment like that no you don't no it's your no, career you don't yeah you're terrified. You finally got your break and they're going to fire you if you won't go from what they gr- agreed to do to what you never agreed to do. And they're going to fire you for something like uh, not not taking your top off or what, you know, like. So that's confusing. And it's not something men by and large have to deal with. It is right. a female issue in our industry of that. We sign contracts, we have, but sometimes we're not warned in advance about things that are going to happen on set. Sometimes uh, things are not as they were described. Sometimes, you know, there's all sorts of things, but Diane actually had a rougher ride with that than I did. I I have to say most of, I I think people familiar with my career know I spent a lot of time in my underwear, but um, I actually have been pretty blessed that um, I haven't been made to feel hyper vulnerable in those sure. moments. And, and I, I am a, a guy girl, a, you know, a good sport or yeah. whatever. So I'm used yeah. to a little bit of rough talk and I'm used to a little rough behavior and it doesn't scare me as much as it might scare somebody that doesn't spend as much time with dudes as I do. So <laughs> sure. I, um, yeah, I, I, th- I think I had a little bit of a different experience because, you know, when, when guys would try and push me, I, I, I was so used to guys, I would just push back. Sure. Not about the work, you know, not in a way that was about asserting my power because I had none, but in a way where like, if, if they came at me, like, you know, just kidding, just checking out, just seeing what'll happen. I would come back with like, ah, you're so funny. I'm not doing that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And then, then if it got real, then I would be in the same situation Diane had been put in. Sure. Right. Right. Yeah. What, what do you think the, I mean, obviously it's probably not a good answer to this, but I mean, everyone's trying to figure out what do you do about this? The culture has been there. I mean, that just the story of the casting couches as old as Hollywood. I mean, and it was a lot more blatant than it is now. I mean, there's studios where you can see the room, you know, I mean, um, but even now it's still an issue. Like we said, I mean, Harvey Weinstein is a drop in the bucket of, you know, a very widespread problem. How do we course correct this? You know, I mean, obviously I think just having more women in positions of power as, you know, in addition to men is is big, but what do you think, how do we get this conversation? Well, the same thing that happened with me, the same thing that happened with me, you start at birth. 
Mm. You start at birth teaching women that they are just as valuable as men. And you start at birth teaching men that they're no more valuable than women. Mm. And you do that from birth. And then Mm. you have broken the grooming. Yeah. Yeah. Because then you're an adult by the time you get into the world of the grooming and you might be able to see it for what it is. Ah, Mm. you're trying to groom me. I won't have Mm. it. Yeah. That's, that's a great answer. And it's a simple answer, but it's, it's true. And it's, um, you know, I talk about that with my other show all the time. Like there's the conversation just around it needs to change, you know, and, and even, you know, even the, some of the stories you hear, you're just like the, the ones that scare me are the ones where it's not, it's not ill intention. It's just second nature. You know, it's like, like you mentioned, like you mentioned the guy, you know, you hang out with a lot of guys, you hear the crude jokes and stuff. And it's like, you know, I even think like, you know, growing up in high school, like there weren't people saying like, Hey, don't say that, you know, or don't, don't do that. But it's just, it's, it's like unintentional, just misogyny or unintentional. I do it. I I don't do it as much now, but before the me too movement, I did it all the time. Yeah. You have to learn. You have to unlearn and learn women in my own way. Sure, sure. But I, you know, the thing about the book is that I wanted to give people a resource. Uh, the reason I included the Me Too chapter, mm-hmm. and like you said, it was difficult to decide to to approach it at all. To you yeah. know, say those, it's easy not to, which is one of the reasons. Way it's easier not thrived. to. Yeah. But I had already been planning to do the second edition of Known Small Parts. It had been seven years, and there had been a lot of changes in the industry. And right. one of the biggest was self taping. We had suddenly gone from all this wisdom I had to tell you about how to score at an audition was yeah. suddenly like, uh, does this even COVID apply hits. anymore? <laughs> you know? yeah. Like, yeah, because I was teaching people how to be good in a room, and now they're not in the room anymore. So I thought, well, I have to do something about self-taping. I just I owe that to yeah. my readers that they would get an update on how do you audition in this new world because this self-taping thing is not going away. It's not going away. Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter if COVID disappeared tomorrow, which of course it won't. But even if it did, it, it doesn't matter. The, the self-taping is here to stay. So I knew I wanted to involve that, include that in a second edition. I also knew that I wanted to include uh, information about being at conventions because conventions had changed so much from a place where careers go to die to being where you might launch your next Marvel movie. It's an essential now. Yeah. yeah. So I thought, well, I need to address that. And that's how Diane Franklin became involved. Yeah. In, and um, yeah, so I, I wanted to do those two editions and I wanted to do an overhaul for technical stuff and, you know, just mm-hmm. things that have changed in the last seven years. Um, when the Harvey thing happened, you have to imagine that for somebody like me, it was like I woke up, turned on the TV and God was in handcuffs. He was the most powerful person in that entire city industry. I mean, he was it, he was the guy and he was in handcuffs and it separated me from myself. Like I had an odd out of body experience of like, what is happening? Is this real? Like, is that real? You know, like I'm looking at the TV going, huh? So I saw an opportunity for change and I started with me and then I wanted to share with others because I knew I couldn't possibly be the only person who was having trouble figuring all this out. And then I got 
very inspired to share with people who hadn't yet entered our industry or who were just entering our industry or who only been doing this for a couple of years that they would have this information starting out. Yeah. The reality of the industry and what, what all was there. Yeah. And then for those of us who've already been doing this for a hundred years, I wanted them to have the information of what do you do if it happens to you? What do you do if you witness it? What do you do? You know, all that, the, what do you do's, how do you handle it from the second you either witness or are, you know, involved in something to how do you take care of yourself afterward in, in, you know, self-care. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, and, and there's a lot of resources listed there, places people can reach out to, whether it's, uh, to report or whether it's to receive help. And then in the meantime, the union has changed their website. They've developed an app. Like now there's all sorts of tools for reporting, whether it's anonymously or on the record, you can put your story and like if something happens, whether you're a witness or whether it's occurring to you, you're the target, um, you can now upload all the details, the time and who, who was witnessing, you know, all the details. You can put all that into the app and not send it anywhere, not name it, just have it there dated in case you ever need it. Yeah. So, you know, there are resources now. And I, I wanted to make sure people knew here's what you do in this situation. Right. Because nobody is sitting down and telling you that before, you know, and, and I think that's so valuable and and important and just having, I mean, even the anonymous reporting is so huge, you know, like it takes the pressure off of a production assistant who's saying, how do I report Harvey Weinstein? You know, like who do I go to? He's the boss. He's the boss of bosses. He's God. How do you report God? Yeah. Right. It's, it's crazy, but I, I, I appreciate you putting that chapter in. It's, it's, it's so important. And, you know, it's, you know, I deal, my, my other show, I deal with clergy abuse. You know, it's the same issues. You've got people in very, I mean, literally people yeah. claiming to be oracles for God, you know, and, and, and abusing. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Preacher Boys podcast. If you appreciated the content on the show, please leave a review on iTunes. And don't forget to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter with the handle at Preacher Boys Doc. Additional information can always be found on PreacherBoysDoc.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.